It's the weekly feed, and that makes me happy. From the studios of WFPK in Louisville, Kentucky, you're listening to the weekly feed. Well, you've just begun listening since this is the opening sequence, but I assure you, it's all going to go pretty great from here on out. My name is Kyle Meredith, your rambling host for the next hour, featuring the biggest new songs of the week, including Sleigh Bells, Karen O, and Arctic Monkeys. Also, got a handful of artists covering other artists, and I'll be talking with Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips. So as you see, this is going to be a very fun show. Of course, calling Los Campesinos fun is a bit misleading. While the Welsh crew have always been great at including a lot of shine on their singles, one need only listen to even a few of the lyrics to realize they've probably practiced at the Church of Morrissey a few times. This newest touches on death throughout, but it looks so sweet through their lens. From the upcoming No Blues, here is What Death Leaves Behind, Los Campesinos on the weekly feed.
Ezra Furman on the weekly feed. That's from his second solo release, Day of the Dog, which is a Quick on the Hills follow-up to last year's The Year of No Returning. The whole deal officially arrives on October 8th. Interesting week for covers. In fact, there were more great covers released to the web this week than we had room to fit on the show. So I've taken a few of the best for this next set. Now we'll start with Fiddler, who didn't just include their trademark sound on this Nick Cave classic, but even found a way to make an already great song just as interesting. Here was Red Right Hand on the weekly feed.
generals gather in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred for mankind Poisoning their brainwashed mind Oh Lord, yeah!
darkness, world stops turning. Ashes were the bodies burning. No more war pigs of the power. Hand of God has struck the hour. Day of judgment, God is calling. War pigs on their knees are crawling. Begging mercy for their sins. Satan laughing spreads his wings. Oh, Lord, yeah. Weekly feed.
Finishing up our mini set of covers here on the weekly feed, that's Frankie Rose tackling the damned song Street of Dreams. She'll be including that one on the uh, forthcoming Here and Wild. And before that, Quasi on the Black Sabbath Monster War Pigs. Quasi have a double album on the way, and you can find that note-for-note tribute on it. It's called Mole City, and from everything we've heard, it's a serious contender for some best-of lists. Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips will be joining me next, and I'll turn you on to new Sleigh Bells, Moby, and Karen O. The The Weekly Feed. The weekly, weekly feed. feed of doom. Weekly feed. Album number three for Sleigh Bells arrives on October 8th. We've got the title track, Bitter Rivals, on the weekly feed.
featured guest here on the weekly feed. That's Flaming Lips with Sun Blows Up Today. The Flips continue to once again prove their versatility with their latest, The Terror. Gone are the pop songs a la Do You Realize and The Wand, and in their place, a song cycle darker than they've ever produced. I caught up with ringleader Wayne Coyne at this year's Forecastle Festival. You can see the entire video on theweeklyfeed.org. The Weekly Feed. Well, the Terror is a great example. The Terror, the brand new record of, of you guys really changing on a dime whenever you yeah. want to. I mean, it yeah. kind of started with the, the record before this, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think every review I read, it seems like everyone's kind of crutching on one thing with the Terror and saying, it's a dark record. I think we discovered a couple of you know, different ways of, of recording. We have this little synthesizer that uh, we got from Sean Lennon. We were at his studio and we started playing around with it. And I think part of its appeal is that you play notes and accompanying the notes are these little tritone electronic, right. you know, sort of after effects. And for musicians, you know, this is, this is it's beautiful because a, a lot of times nowadays it's, it's easy to get pure notes. Everything's already in tune, you can just hit things. And part of your brain really loves when the world is in harmony. Sure. But part of what this synthesizer would keep telling us is that, yeah, this is working on one musical level, but on another musical level, it wasn't working at all. But it really appealed to us. And I think it, it, it was affecting uh, you know, whatever part of our brain was not wanting perfect harmonies or whatever, and it would, it not didn't make us write the songs, but it urged us to write these types of songs that I think we're dealing with that kind of gray amb- ambiguity of the way your life really is. Sure. And I think that's why people relate to it so much, because, I mean, I, I'm not putting well, it down, but it's a beautiful record. Well, in, in in the oddest sort of way, right? Know? I mean, we would say that ourselves. It's like a we say film. it's like it's, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like a Kubrick film. We'd say it's like our most. It's like our most um, depressing, but most triumphant record. Yeah. I think we we've, we've done. Well, there's a, something about that too, because when a fan listens to the record. There's a big character study that goes along with that. This this is how we get to know you. This is how we get to know you. Well, exactly. Sometimes, you know, you're you're coming up with a song or coming up, up with lyrics. You don't sit there and know everything you're going to do and write it down. You just will say something that we say that it comes, you know, it, it sort of squirts out of your subconscious or whatever. But on the other side of that, these things squirt out of you and you still get a chance to choose whether you're going to keep it right. or dismiss it. And there's a really great line on the record, and I say great because I, I just sort of—it's—I didn't really think of it. It just sort of happened, yeah. where it says we don't control the controls, and part of that is, you know, an element of, of what I do is that I feel like I should control it because if I control it, it'll go this way and it'll go that way. But then I also know that if I control it, it becomes virtually the same thing every time because I'm not, I'm not really aware of all the little nuances of what I do. So I don't always, I don't want to have control because there's no surprises sure. left. There's no there's no new path, you know? I think in the beginning when you have no control, you think you want it all. And then when you, like, like the way our life works now, when you can control it all, you don't really want to. <laughs> Feed. That's Wayne Coyne recorded backstage from the Forecastle Festival. Again, the much longer video version is up at theweeklyfeed.org. And never the idle artist, the Flaming Lips frontman, is not only featured in the new Moby single, but goes on a grand adventure with the Mobes in the song's video. It's worth checking out. Here they are with the perfect life on the weekly feed.
vocals of Kate LeBond here on the Weekly Feed. That track, I Think I Knew, also features Perfume Genius. You can find it on Mug Museum November 12th. And the unmistakable Karen O before that with the Moon Song. Now, this marks the second time the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's leader has linked up with director Spike Jones first with Where the Wild Things Are, and now with her, starring Joaquin Phoenix. And apparently in the film version, Phoenix duets on the Moon Song with Scarlett Johansson, though she's portraying a computer which is to say that Joachim is duetting with a computer that sounds like Scarlett Johansson. Okay, don't move. Music news next, as well as Arctic Monkeys and the Burleys. The Weekly Feed.
Yeah. Wondering what you may have missed this week in music antics? Fear not. The music news team is here to feed your knowledge-craving soul. News team, assemble! Yeah, so I, I just want to be clear before we get to the news news part of it that um, the reason why people know that Kanye West performed in Kazakhstan uh, a few days ago was because of Twitter, Facebook, mm. Vine, all of the social networks. Right. Musicians do this all the time. Mm-hmm. They perform at private parties, private concerts for millions of dollars. He made $3 million doing this, and uh, they usually keep it quiet. But in this age in which we live, it's harder and harder to do that. Right. So we found out that he played at a wedding of the grandson of Kazakhstan's president, but the reason why we know is because no one cared about the performance. Mm-hmm. Nope. People, <laughs> they talked. Yes, people were not watching him if the photos and Vine videos are to be believed. Five so <laughs> the, you know, the, the point is he, he did this show. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make three mil. No big deal. Oh, man, nobody watched me. That's kind of a bummer. And now he's getting it yeah, from right, all sides right. because the Human Rights Foundation is calling him out because they, they call the place a human rights wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect to be talking about American Idol this week, but it surprised me. So uh, so it's Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, he's going to be a new judge. It's weird. Is, le- it, is it legit-ish now? Well, I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, Harry Connick Jr. is reputable. Like, yeah. he's a vocalist. He's he's not a pop star who's, like, critiquing other fake singers and everything. Like, he's actually a vocalist. He's a crooner. I hope it's like, this is the great new move that American Idol's doing. It's like, wait a second, we bring Harry Connick Jr. on. Now that, like, Downton Abbey has kind of made a big splash, like, that's where they see the money. Like, American Idol's getting phased out. You're putting those two together? No, check this out. So they say, all right, American Idol, we're losing our money. The the show's going to be phased out. Eventually, it's just going to go off. Or, or, this PBS thing is working out. It seems like half of the winners are crooners that mainly reach 60-year-old women. It's true. So wow. why yeah. not uh-huh. have... Why didn't they start out with Harry Connick Jr.? Why didn't he come into the picture like uh, after season three? Music news! All right, uh, we're going to turn it over. It's not movie news, but uh, we're going to talk about Batman, I guess, because apparently uh, Justin Timberlake wants to be in the movie, right? There you go. Yes, that, that is the key. In a recent interview, he said that he would love to be in the movie, and... Here's the thing. He wants to play a villain that is probably not even going to be. He's basically saying, hey, guys, I want to be in this movie. Write me in. I'm a movie star. Justin Timberlake thinks that he would make a good Riddler. He somehow thinks that he's a good actor. I know he's done like a couple of movies that weren't that bad. But he did say, if I'm going to play crazy, I want to play proper crazy. So all I can think is. Cry me a river. <laughs> no, I think of I, I think maybe the thing is he he's been in Omeletteville a little too long, but that's how I imagine his Riddler. That's really awesome. His, his Riddler is just wearing a gigantic jumpsuit with an egg or a burrito or a boombox or something, and that's him in every single scene in this movie. He's wearing a different gigantic uh, prop suit, and that's his Riddler. All right, sense. let's let's do this. We're gonna get out of here. Uh, Sean Cannon, thank you. Mark Murdoch, as always. We'll see you guys Makes next sense. week. Weekly, Weekly feed. feed. Weekly feed. Feels like the Arctic Monkeys have already previewed at least half of their upcoming disc, AM. So maybe to slow things down while still moving forward, they've now dropped a B-side, which seriously is as good as all of their A-sides. Here is Stop the World, I Want to Get Off With You on the Weekly Feed. Open sesame. We've people to see. 
Oh, there's all sorts of shapes that I bet you can make when you had to escape. Say the word. Well, I know that getting you alone isn't easy to do. With the exception of you, I dislike everyone in the room. And I don't wanna lie, but I don't wanna tell you the truth. Get the sense that you're on the move, and you'll probably be leaving soon. So I'm telling you. Way. 
It's the Burleys with The Ocean on the weekly feed. Now, if that lead singer sounds familiar, that may be because it's Travis Morrison from the Dismemberment Plan. The Burleys is his other band, with the timing interesting only because Morrison is in the middle of a D-Plan reunion. It's also supporting a new disc. Busy year. And that is a wrap for me this week. But don't fret, if you need more new music goodies, head over to theweeklyfeed.org, which has full episodes, music news, and interviews. Our video feed series plays weekly on Salon.com, this week featuring Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips. The Weekly Feed is distributed by Louisville Public Media and WFPK Radio Louisville. Stacy Owen is the executive director. Brad Yost edits. Chris Witzke directs, films, and edits our video feed. Aaron Keane, Sean Cannon, Mark Murdoch, and Jared Schubert make up the music news team. Charles Spivey offered me a record player and then gave it to someone else. Harumph. And we get extra assistance from WFPK's Laura Shine. I'm your host, and you can find me at Twitter and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And we'll see you same time next week when we'll be joined by Matt and Kim. Till then, be good.